0: Have you ever wondered what it's like to perform an autopsy? Ever wanted to know how accurate your favorite crime drama is? If you're brave enough, join join us inside Inside the Morgue.
1: Hey everybody! Thanks for joining us. I don't know if you're listening to us on the Crime Scene Queen podcast or if you're listening to the Inside the Morgue podcast, but whichever platform and whichever episode you're listening to, welcome. This is Shelley. I'm one of your Crime Scene Queens. And this is Laura, another Crime Scene Queen.
0: Hi, I'm Alice. I'm from Inside the Morgue. I'm an autopsy tech. And I'm
1: Jess. I'm also from Inside the Morgue, and I am an autopsy tech, too. And I have to say, I love your podcast. I just want to just totally just jump in real quick and start this off and then we can like go back i guess and backtrack but i listened to your episode i think it was like 27 or something but it was the i may wear scrubs but i don't work in a hospital yeah, yeah. and <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh so i i don't watch i don't watch the tv show scrubs but i have to say that it was absolutely hilarious and coming off of losing my voice and being sick I'm kind of, you know, coughing a little bit, and I'm thinking to myself, "Well, is that my right lobe, which, or my right lung, which has like three lobes, or my left lung that has like two lobes? Like, which one am I coughing from? You're like, how is this working?" And <laughs> yeah, it's so, study. I have to say that, yeah, the the little tidbits of of learning facts and stuff like that, absolutely appreciate. I think that you know, it's it's kind of cool because both of us, uh, we, oh, I should say, not both of us, all four of us we have our podcasts that kind of do the same thing. So we give little tidbits of information in 401. We just kind of drop it in there, throw it in there. So anyway, so, all right, back to, um, I digress, well, I apologize. Well, actually,
2: I have to say that I think that my first episode that caught my eye on Inside the Morgue, because I, I saw you guys, because there's like a few mutual like Instagram accounts. So I saw the account on Instagram and then I went through like a click hole and then I ended up on the show and then I saw an episode that said, a body farm is exactly what it sounds like. I'm like, okay, well, I'm listening to that one as an anthropology <laughs> nerd. And Obviously. then this podcast is against mailing drugs. I'm like, ooh, we're getting better. And there's, what's the arsenic one? Arsenic and, arsenic potatoes. and potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I thought that
3: was
1: oh so funny. We tried to really win with our titles.
3: It's exactly You did. We
1: did. Yeah, your titles are awesome. So um, I, I guess, you know, just in case. I don't know which platform people are listening to us on. So I'm Shelly, and I am your courtroom cat from Crime Scene Queens. And I'm considered a courtroom cat because I actually am in the legal field, and I also do forensics. So I volunteer for forensics, and I teach it. But my main paid job right now is in the legal field, and I've been doing that for— gosh, about 25 years or so. Laura, who are you? Well, I'm
2: your friendly crime scene investigator and uh, also with crime scene queens. And I, you know, now at this point, since a few people have like called me out for on online for not directly working for a PD currently, otherwise, by the way, I wouldn't be able to do this show. As of right now, I'm a professor of crime scene investigation. I uh, work <laughs> for forensic training and I do a little bit of consulting on the side. So I still keep my toes wet in the uh, forensics field and you can definitely catch me at all the forensics conferences by the way like before we get into youtube's intro like on the autopsy tech side do you guys participate in like american academy of forensic sciences or international association for identification or do you guys have like other conferences and stuff that you go to
0: i've looked into Mm -hmm. afs trying to become a member I forget
3: what the criteria is for becoming a member Obnoxious, because I'm a member. It's But obnoxious. there's also, <laughs> yeah. It's like the National Association of Forensic Autopsy Techs oh, is another one out there. Yes. And I've yes. listened to that, but you have to have now that I do. You have to be working in the field as a tech for over a year.
0: Mhm. To oh, like about okay. it
3: now.
2: Oh. Okay. <laughs> Well, I guess tell Shelly and I then about like you, what you two do and like how like you started doing your show. Cause I, I know that we kind of briefly have chatted about this before, but like, I'm sure the crime scene queen audience wants to know more about you guys too.
3: Yeah. So hi, I'm Jess. Uh, We're from inside the morgue and I got, kind of got into this field. I knew I wanted to get into it since my undergrad uh, experience. I did my internship where I'm currently working And that's when I knew I fell in love with it. And I was like, yes, this is the field and the path for me. Uh, Went on to get my master's. I was working at a, a whole body donation center before I started doing autopsy tech work. And then I got into my current job and met Alice. And one day we were literally Googling best side hustles. And <laughs> podcasting is
0: one of them. I think I jokingly said at one point, I was like, "We should open a bar called the Morgue." Ooh! <laughs> and then I was like, "Or we should have a podcast called the Morgue." And then Jess was like, "No, inside the Morgue." And then it just like <laughs> and Jess we really were just going back and, and forth with it. Jess really took it and ran with it. Jess did like all the research on like how do we record, how do we publish this, how do we make this happen? Oh, it so was, you're the study bug, huh?
3: Once I have an idea, I I have to roll with it. And I was like, oh my God, we're doing this. This is amazing. And-
0: Yay. So how long have you had the show? Since oh. oh my God. We've had, I think 28 20 or 29. Weeks every- ago. I know. We do an episode every week. So 28 weeks ago, however long that is. So it's been like a little over six months. Oh my
2: gosh. Shelly, how many episodes do we even have? I don't even know how many episodes well, we have. I don't know, but I'm interested. I don't count. We, we
1: have to learn about <laughs> Alice.
0: Oh yeah. Hi. I'm Alice. <laughs> I'm an autopsy tech. Um, so I Graduated with my bachelor's a while ago in biological sciences, and I actually worked as a molecular biologist for a while at a biotech company. I did that for about five years, and I've always been fascinated and in love with the field of forensics. But for some reason, I got it in my brain that, like, I it was just a fever dream. I could never actually do it. Hmm. and. Finally, one day I decided to just like, you know what, I'm going to go for it. And I applied to grad school and I got my master's in biomedical sciences, concentrating in forensics. And and I got my job as an autopsy tech and I haven't looked back and I love it. Nice. I'm glad you didn't
2: listen to yourself.
0: I know. It took me <laughs> yeah. five years, but I finally <laughs>
1: stopped. OK, so explain to the audience what exactly is an autopsy tech?
2: And the reason why this is so important is because I cannot tell you how many times I told people that I was a crime scene investigator. Oh, so what you cut open bodies and stuff. No
0: <laughs> everyone <laughs> yeah. when I say I'm a forensic autopsy tech, they're like, Oh my god, what's it like going to scenes? And I'm like, I don't know. I, don't I don't do do that. <laughs> that. No, right. the other way. I've I've gone to one scene
3: as part of my training and that was it.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know,
3: going so to scenes crazy. is not in our job description. So, that, what an yeah. autopsy tech is, is we are basically in the autopsy room and assisting the pathologist, mainly doing the evisceration, getting toxicology, taking every photo imaginable. And that's kind of what our role is. Yeah. All right, tell
2: everybody what evisceration is because we know, <laughs> but they don't. Using big words it's <laughs> removing
0: the organs. Yes. So viscera, that's like your internal organs. So Mm -hmm. evisceration, you're taking those out and you're giving them to a doctor to inspect. And block. Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And block. Which we don't do, actually. (laughs) We actually don't usually do end block. We usually do organ by organ, which I believe is called for Chow's method. Ooh. I've seen a doctor do both.
3: Rokotansky is end block. Yeah. Listen, I love
2: that sexy knowledge. I've seen a doctor do it both ways. And I have to say that for drama and block is way more impactful. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah, Because it's like unpacking a suitcase if all of your stuff was like in a laundry bag. because you're
0: like lifting. (laughs) I love that description. I also have to say, so we're also big fans of your show. I think Jess actually listened to you first and was like, Alice. I listen to every
3: episode and I'm so obsessed with you guys. Oh, thank you. I, Alice I was like,
0: Alice, check this podcast out because you're going to love it. And I think the first episode I listened to was one where you talk about autopsies. And I love that episode. I love it too. And I, <laughs> that's mm. the first one I listened to. <laughs> yeah. It caught my eye. I was like, got to listen to this one. And I forget which one of you said it, but you described the skull uh-huh. breaker as like a flathead screwdriver. And that is the best description of that because I never know how to explain it to people. And now that's what mm-hmm. I say. <laughs>
2: You know, Shelly, I think, is the one that brought the point that a lot of the tools used in like autopsy suites oh, is basically Home Depot stuff. It's not like anything outside of some of the saws or like... We literally
0: have hedge trimmers. Yes. yes thank you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Whenever someone comes in to either shadow or observe an autopsy for any reason, at least one person is like, uh, I have those in my garage. <laughs> yeah. You use them a little differently than we do. <laughs> Hopefully. Right. And like the head cradle thing,
2: the cradle that you rest the skull on, you know, it looks different depending on like what they had bought that day. Like one agency had just literally cut like a little semicircle out of a block of wood. And then some people bought those little, you know, like for um, when we have skulls, we have the little foam rings, Mm -hmm. some people have foam rings. So like, it's not even like there's a, yeah, yeah, there's not like a standard autopsy equipment. It's like whatever the
1: doctor prefers their tools
2: to be is my experience.
1: (laughs) What's clean is, is sometimes, you know, that
0: that's (laughs) there's, there it is right there. (laughs) It
3: might be clean, but it's not sterile. Yes. That's an important
0: rule in the morgue. Don't Mm. touch anything without gloves. Mm -hmm. right oh yeah mm -hmm. and always wear your
1: ppe including your goggles so you don't have an over explode in you not in you on you in your (laughs) eye i was gonna say but
2: (laughs) never mind oh my gosh that makes me think of the episode where i put the bone in my eye oh my god wait i remember
0: that one i I listened to that one it's so gross (laughs)
2: Okay, so one thing that I remember about like hanging out during autopsies is some doctors got really fancy with the music. In fact, the hottest pathologist I ever worked with always played Metallica. Ooh. And I don't even like Metallica that much, but he was so hot that now I think of them fondly.
3: I love it. I feel like we always play, I mean, whatever the pathologist is in the mood for, some of them don't like to have music, but I feel yeah. like Do A Leap is a go to. Really? Has <laughs> been a go to lately? Funny. Yeah.
0: That's hilarious. And Sometimes when I'm like at the end of the day, if I'm setting up for the next day, I will put on some Metallica Mm -hmm. sometimes. It depends on my mood. Nice. I'm very into my chemical romance. So sometimes that'll be playing in the morgue. Old school, 90s. really seals my like emo phase from high school (laughs) when I'm like in a morgue listening to my (laughs) chemical romance.
1: As autopsy techs, obviously, you know, I was listening to you to introduce yourselves and you know, we've talked before, but our audience, I'm sure some of them may have a question of... So you mean you weren't little and said, when I grow up, this is what I want to do. Do you think that there's anyone out there that's like, when they were little, they were like, this is what I want to do. That has never been exposed. Operation a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I loved Operation.
0: My boyfriend's mom, actually, as a joke for Christmas, got me the game Operation and said she gave it to me t- so I could work from home. And she gave me- <laughs> I but it said it like on the outside. It was like, so you can work from home. And I'm like, what the hell is this going to be? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That's Operation. so
1: rad. Do you play it?
0: Yes. <laughs> it's in our cool. living room right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. We need to hear the story.
1: Yeah, I feel like Shelly... Kind of is the inception of this. So, this is kind of a crazy thing. I literally had met Laura a few hours before. So, the day that I met Laura, because we both work for the same company um, teaching and went to this bar waiting for our dinner reservations. A bunch of us were hanging out. More people ended up showing up. We didn't have enough chairs for the table. So I look over and I see a table of guys and uh, I also describe them as nerds. And I was like, there's extra chairs over there. They're nerds. They're not waiting for anyone. So I go over there and I was like, hey, can I have those chairs? You guys waiting for people. And they're like, oh, yeah, totally. Like, what are you here for? And I was like, oh, boy, here it goes. We're here for the forensics conference. And they're like, oh, that's here I said yeah what are you guys here for they're like oh the podcast conference I'm like oh okay didn't know that that was a thing okay cool and so then they told me that I could have the chair as long as I came back so I grabbed one chair (laughs) went back and was like Laura I need you to get my six girl I don't I don't understand these (laughs) nerds. like I don't know what's gonna happen but whatever so then I go back over and then we started chatting and then they were like have you ever thought about doing a podcast I was like nope and they say well why don't you meet up with us and so the next day Laura and I met up with them and that's kind of our long story but yeah
2: Long story short, I've listened to like four podcast episode like ever. I'm not sure that you even really want me to do this. Also, Mm -hmm. I just didn't know if like I knew that people found what we do interesting, but there are boundaries on what I was willing to share based on our casework on this show, despite what any of our audience might think (laughs) compared to some of the stuff that's been put out already. But there are boundaries with certain sensitive cases that I'm just not going to go there with. So I'm like, well, there's going to be this and that. And I don't want to have to like, oh, well, here's here's how we do photography. And here's how you use a fingerprint brush. And then as it turns out, people actually want to know that. <laughs>
0: yeah, Yeah, they really do. I was like, no one wants to
1: hear about courtroom testimony. And they loved it. So, yeah, it's just yeah. it's I, I thought the same thing. But I mean, everyone obviously obviously wants to hear about what's inside the morgue
3: not always (laughs) i like it honestly like whenever i tell people like what i do for a living it's either oh that's so cool like tell me about it or i get like ew that's what you do oh Mm -hmm. there's no in between exactly either
0: everybody someone wants to know everything about what you do or they want you to stop talking immediately yeah
2: you know when people like kind of are judgy about the field like that because believe it or not CSIs get that too whenever you get that face I'm like oh you look fun
1: Hi, I'm Laura. And I'm Shelly. And
2: together we co-host a podcast called Crime Scene Queens, which goes beyond the who, what, when,
1: where, and why of true crime. We are forensic professionals here to cure you of that CSI effect.
2: Expect unfiltered, fact-based banters about true stories from the field as we catch up and discuss autopsies, fingerprints, blood spatter, degloving, adipocere, and
1: more terms you may or may not be familiar with. So follow us, Crime Scene Queens, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts marbling trajectory how to properly cut down a hangman's noose trace evidence <laughs> you're so vanilla
2: after mine <laughs> trace evidence Cytoacrylate fuming aka
1: super glue fuming i know bitch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i was talking to somebody online the other day i realized that i don't even know what i would do for like a crime scene in snow oh
3: wow there was a case that I think it happened over the holiday weekend. I think the temperatures dropped here like so low, like they were in the mm-hmm. teens, and there was a body literally frozen and it had to like stay in one of our enclosed suites to literally thaw out so we could do an autopsy.
1: That's so rad.
0: <laughs> I wasn't here over the oh,
1: holidays. You had a human sickle. <laughs> a human sickle? So, okay, I have a question for you guys, because I just used a word, and now I'm very cognizant of when I use two different words. One of them is rad, and the other one is 100%. It's
3: like a vocal tick. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of is. That's like our Jane Doe episode where we said
0: spooky I was just going to say, (laughs) it was our Halloween episode, or around Halloween, and we watched the scary movie Autopsy of Jane Doe, and we just kept saying spooky. There was no other word to
3: describe what we were talking about.
0: (laughs) That was a two-part episode, and I remember, so the first part, we said spooky a bunch, and I remember the second part, I... Was like typing out a little mini script just so we had like talking points, yeah. and I was like using a thesaurus to look for other <laughs> words for spooky. You're gonna be like, ghoulish, I- yeah. <laughs> yeah, ghoulish, yeah, oh, creepy. yeah. creepy,
2: creepy, crawly. What what are other synonyms of spooky?
0: see now I forget I can't think of anything anything that's spooky
2: how many scientists does it take
0: (laughs) how many (laughs) women in STEM does it take to come up with a synonym for spooky (laughs) creepy creepy
2: I said a lot again so in our show we do a lot of mitigating false science that's put out there by the media do you in your show have a lot of opportunities to address things or your own version of the CSI effect like where people misunderstand Mm -hmm. what the like like tell me a little bit about that and like how you've come across that
0: So we watch any and all CSI or like any crime drama that we can. And we play the fun little game of giving red flags or green flags. So if they do something right, they get a green flag. I've heard you do that. Red flag if they do something wrong. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know. We've seen so many red flags, so many red flags,
2: the darkness of the room. It's (laughs) always
3: a dark room. And no one wears any PPE. They always do it in the middle of the night. Ever because yeah. it's spooky <laughs> very on brand
1: yes
2: it's ominous <laughs> there we go oh. do you guys have a version of the dale earnhardt law where you are do you uh have an awareness of that law
0: i know of it because i've listened to your podcast and you've mentioned it before. yeah that's the only reason i know
2: it <laughs> yeah so before that we were and it's kind of modified um within the parameters of each autopsy like organization because at the end of the day, Dale Earnhardt Law is what it is. Like you can't distribute these photos like at all. They're no longer subject to public records requests and all of this. But we were for a while allowed to go in and collect our own next to the forensic photographer, like our own series of crime scene photos. But, you know, somebody did something and then we were not allowed to do that anymore. And I didn't mind, but we had a separate forensic photographer then the autopsy techs so does that role merged for you guys
3: yes yeah we're basically okay. forensic photographers and autopsy techs all in They're one both, yeah that's a
2: lot of um yeah somebody's gotta have clean hands in there
3: we actually we have a system <laughs> tell me tell me your clean hands system because i'm
0: just
2: sitting there thinking <laughs> how could you possibly I mean, do that without wasting
3: our camera in the back is a designated dirty camera yeah i see Mm-hmm. We have two cameras in the back. I'll let Jess
0: field this question because she's like the, the photography expert. <laughs> she went to a conference for it and is so good at
3: it. Ooh. I went to a training in Colorado. So our system, we do switch off every other day, primary, secondary. So whoever's primary does the main cutting for that day if we have autopsies. And then the secondary will do all of the photos with cleaner gloves than the primary. And they'll take care of all the toxicology and packaging up of everything on that side. And it's a really good system. We have a really good flow in the back. Yeah, it's really. We just know what the other is doing. We don't even have to like tell somebody. We're like, all right, got it. Do you have a favorite cut?
2: Like organ to take out? I don't care. Is there, is it
3: the, I don't care. The What is your favorite cut? I do love the why. You like the why? I think taking the kidneys out. I was going to say kidneys. (laughs)
0: <laughs> the same person why See, why is it so much fun
3: like, they're like a, in a sack within a sack so okay, it's balls. Like the kidney and then there's <laughs> this like other protective sack and then <laughs> they,
0: Tell they me more.
3: in fat so you cut into that and you have to peel you it like away pop it out <laughs> and it's just so satisfying because it comes out so smooth mm. <laughs> it's like garlic where you just go <laughs> boop. i like that noise yeah. when they peel the head it sounds skin. sounds like
2: Yes. yes, when you take the head yeah. is there a, what's the proper term for like you like peel it off? The
3: scalp peel. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yes, okay. scalp peel. It sounds like a beauty treatment. It does. We, can oh, open a, we can open opposite. our own med spa. I was gonna say
0: next to the bar we'll have a spa.
2: <laughs> a med spa. You can get a new face here. Oh my gosh,
0: that's so amazing. That is so amazing. But I also I love it.
2: like that plastron crack.
0: I do enjoy. I sound like a serial killer. No, you don't. Okay, thank I you. I mean, I did not use the dismember
3: for science. That's so true. I understand.
0: When you're doing the skull, like you're taking off the calvarium, the top of the skull. Oh, and you me too. Do the bone saw, but then you do the skull breaker, and you put it in, and you twist, and it like clicks. Yeah. And it's like it not clicks. It like and pops, then it pops pop. off the calvaria. Like, uh, yeah, that might be one mm-hmm. of my favorite parts. Have you seen Mars Attacks?
2: It's an older movie now. I know Aww. of it, haven't seen it. So, the way the aliens in this movie look is they have kind of like humanoid faces, not very human but the brain is like very external. Yes, yeah, I know so what whenever, you're talking about. So whenever I would walk into an autopsy suite and the brain was exposed because they had removed the calvaria. Oh, sorry guys. So the calvaria is- <laughs> Thank you, you know pretty... how I'm gonna get there. <laughs> yes, I mean, I'll let the ladies of science explain why, <laughs> but essentially <laughs> at some point they will remove the calvaria of the cranium, which is if you think about your eyebrows and above, like kind of like the bottle cap of your head.
3: That's a perfect exclamation.
1: I don't think anyone could nail that better than that you just did, Laura. Like the bottle cap. Absolutely like
3: pop pop it off.
1: (laughs) I love the way brains look. I like the way that that livers feel hmm mm-hmm. like you're like oh you were an alcoholic
3: oh you're <laughs> so hard
1: and you're like oh you're super squishy you didn't have any alcohol in your life <laughs> i like when the doctors look
2: super cre- creepy while they're slicing the organs with that huge knife and it looks like they're preparing a delicatessen
0: yep <laughs> huge <laughs> knife no like, <laughs> yes there's oh, yeah, a knife. Like 12 or
3: 14 well, Yeah.
0: after we take the organs out they cut them with like a bigger knife
3: on a cutting board and everything. Literally like a dissection knife is what it's yeah, called. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, well,
1: okay, so for some organs, yeah, but like the brain, when I when I found the stroke in the brain, like the doctor was, was literally like slicing the brain and it was yeah. like filleting very, very gently, but it wasn't even that, it wasn't a huge knife. It was like a fillet knife. And no, this is a different like thing. A fillet knife that I used when I would fillet the fish after I caught them because I'm kind of a hick. <laughs> So you like you descale them and then you fillet the fish and then you cook yep. it.
2: That can be a drink. Descaling the body. <laughs> it can be green. <laughs>
0: Ooh. Descaling. Ooh,
1: if we could have oh with Goldschläger and we could have the little gold flakes.
0: Oh my god, that's uh. genius. Okay, so are we going into
1: business or what?
2: The four I of think we us. Have to. I think we have to. When both of our shows blow up,
1: we will invest in this bar. And
0: it's where's happening. it going to be at though? It'll be a chain. There has to be multiple oh, locations. A chain.
1: Perfect. A chain. A chain. I don't need to stay in California.
0: Franchise. A, a franchise. A franchise. Yeah. Franchise. A franchise.
1: For sure. For sure. <laughs> we're, we're getting a little 411 here. Yes.
0: <laughs> so, like, how do you guys feel about DCOMs
2: as autopsy texts? Oh, God. Oh,
3: very.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. The this smell's
2: amazing. What do you mean? Oh. Shelly loves talking so about DCOM smell. I love but, it. But, like, I what this. do you do? They
3: have like, the and D-com. worst cases to work on because the smell just lingers forever. And
1: it doesn't go away. Did you hear my hair wash rule, though? Yeah. You know my mm-hmm. hair wash rule. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so they would never shower or wash their hair, Laura. You have to understand this. Jess and Alice, how many days a week do you ladies work?
3: Six days.
0: Six? six? We, work five we do every six. other Saturday. Yeah, we alternate Saturdays. Okay,
1: yeah. So they would literally never wash their hair, Laura. Okay,
0: but, that's okay, not true because I
2: have gotten <laughs> myself down to only once every five days hair washing.
0: Oh, I've do. i been trying to do it less, especially you I've recently gone blonde and so like I'm trying to not ruin my color now but it's this is so natural hard. it
1: looks weird because my lighting is super weird i look like i'm a ghost i have no, no idea. i i don't understand i don't know it's probably the computer i have no idea but whatever it's fine <sighs> but this hair is naturally blonde and if i don't wash it every day it turns to because grease because
2: you wash it every day okay well, hold on let me tell you the okay sorry tell sorry so When you wash your hair, it strips it of oils and it basically leaves all of those follicles open. So if you have washed your hair the day of a decomp, you are effed in the A for the next few days because all of that smell gets absorbed into your hair. If you haven't, then it'll probably come off a lot quicker. So if you've washed your hair, wear one of those stupid showering cap things to protect it and maybe you'll have a fighting chance of not bringing the smell home Mm -hmm. with you as badly.
0: We do wear caps in the morgue, but they're not like plasticky. They're still like... Get yourself a shower cap for hair wash day. (laughs) So really quickly, because again, off
2: topic, you have to wash your hair every day because you wash your hair every day. Your hair is like any other part of your body. It responds to how you live, the food you eat, the way that you work out or not. Your hair is a living thing most of it, right? So if you wash it and strip it of the oils every single day, it will respond by producing enough oil to replace what you stripped it of. So if you put your hair like in a ponytail and just deal with the grease trap for a day, you'll notice that every time you extend it a day, it'll be less and less painful for you to have ickiness and this you could also just stick it in a braid or a messy bun
0: big fan of the messy bun like right on top of my head (laughs) oh my gosh
2: you guys i feel like we could
1: do
0: this forever okay so
1: i think we should do like a follow-up episode
0: yeah i'm so down for that we should do an episode where you guys we watch a show together and we all rip it apart
1: cool oh
0: yes cool
3: before we wrap up what tv shows do you guys think portray the most accuracy towards CSIs and forensic legal. files hundred percent. Oh I have had a really
2: hard time finding something accurate because they always have to fluff it up a
0: yeah. bit,
1: yeah. Dateline's good for, like, a little bit of legal stuff in there, too. Mm-hmm. But Forensic okay. Files is on point, I think, for forensics.
0: Right. I'd, okay.
1: I do appreciate Dateline. When I'm in trial, I cannot watch Law & Order because it frustrates me so bad because I'm like, exactly. that is so not even true.
0: Huh. I was going to ask Shelly about Law and & Order, and yeah, I wanted I to ask Laura about Bones because you're anthropology. Do you hate Bones. Oh, I guess you hate bones. Don't so you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love this when she gets that look. I love this. So here's the deal with Bones. First of all, do you know that Bones is based on a series of books by a woman named Kathy Reichs?
0: I actually yes. did not know that. Jo- okay, Justin.
2: So Kathy Reichs is a real forensic anthropologist. She created Temperance Brennan as you know to be a truthful, true to the science anthropologist. And if you read the books, it's phenomenal. So the first few seasons of Bones, the only real beef I had with it is there was a lot of, the, you know, a lot of stuff that we experience in forensics with the CSI effect, like a lot of expedited processes, like a maceration of a full human body has taken us sometimes nearly a month to be done properly. And I think there was an episode where the maceration happened in like an hour or something. And for those of you who don't know what a maceration is, the word maceration means to soften with water. So if you think about deboning a chicken by boiling it, sorry, y'all, we do that with people when their decomposition state is too advanced to create an identity from looking at them, their soft tissue isn't present enough. We're doing some kind of excavation, basically whenever the soft tissue content of the human being is not enough to do a good human identity or trauma analysis. So we will then masterate down to the skeletal material to create the biological profile that you heard me discuss in the skulls episode and a little bit in previous episodes. So they really, really make that process look way too effing easy. The lab that she works in is very, very cool and like museum worthy rather than an actual lab. In fact, most anthropologists work out of a medical examiner's office. Unless you're associated with a university that has the capacity, we don't typically have our own lab to always bring things back to. And if we do, it's not such a big space. So the first few seasons of Bones, I totally am down with overall. But then you can tell like hollywood kind of like ran with it and had to make it a thing and it's kind of obnoxious because i remember being somewhat pleased initially
0: Mm. that's Mm. my
2: long answer i appreciate that
0: i appreciate that answer. i had a feeling you were gonna not love (laughs) because like they didn't
2: have to ruin it with bullshit but they did yeah
1: okay so can i just say something about bones i don't really watch bones but one of my dogs my frenchie is named zoe after zoe deschanel Oh, and she's so cute! Her too. sister is Doctor Bones, Doctor Brennan. Yes, yeah, that's the additional <laughs> yeah. sister. So yeah, so that's the only reason why I really even know anything about Bones. I love yeah <laughs> Emily
2: Deschanel. <laughs> Emily, yes,
0: sorry, right. I couldn't remember yeah. her name.
2: And plus, David Boreanaz is in it, so I was super excited to watch it for that reason because I was a Buffy the Vampire Slayer <gasps> fan. Angel, yes. Yeah, and I'm oh still gosh. pissed they didn't end up together. By the way, at the end of those Spoilers shows, like I'm I don't spoiler watch pop, alert. Yeah. I mean, for you know, and <laughs> it ended <laughs> in like the early. 2000 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay guys so basically you'll have to like check out both of our shows if you guys are listeners i mean you guys if you've not already had enough of this you can get a little from column a and a little <laughs> from column b by going to crime scene queens or inside the morgue to hear more hilarity and ridiculousness absolutely so we're going to put links in our show notes to both shows. Yeah, same
1: for us. We need to definitely watch a movie and give our input. And instead of having, like you know, like a glass of wine or something, we need to have different drinks and <gasps> name them. Ooh, yes. We can do like yeah. bartending bombshell STEM women. Yeah, and we'll I like have ingredient so lists. And her. yeah, so listeners, if you guys have any ideas, definitely, you know, hit us all up.
2: Yeah, shoot us your best forensic related drink ideas so you can either send them to at crime scene queens or at inside the morgue on instagram do you
0: guys do uh tech talk too we're just on instagram and we're at inside the morgue pod inside the morgue pod yep inside nice. the morgue was taken yeah i know we went to try and make it inside the morgue was taken someone else had it but right now so rude
1: <laughs> bet you they're not as fun as we are as y'all are here i am including me i'm like yeah are part of this you, you
0: are <laughs>
2: We're all part of each other's shows now. Our sibling
1: shows. Our sisters are amazing. Yes, Y'all are sisters from another. We're like each other's weird cousin. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all are amazing. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you for being on our show. Thank you for being on ours. We really appreciated this. I know that, you know, I hope our our listeners did as well. I love it. Bye for now, everyone. Bye, everybody.
3: Thank you. Thanks for listening.
1: Bye. Thanks.
3: Bye. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week for a brand new dissection. Bye.
1: Crime Scene Queens is a Q Code Media production. Executive produced by David Henning and Steve Wilson. Produced by Ryan Cownshouse. Edited by Will Tendy. Theme song and music by Darren Johnson.